Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you picked up this podcast. We're heading into a political barn burner here for episode 26. It's hard enough to know what to do when the world is on fire, but what do you do when the flames go out? This might be the hard part. Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes were riding high off a quick fight with a thorns beast, only to pull in a much scarier fire-breathing thorns monster. This is going to make for really bad podcasting if you just kill us over a random encounter. It's not that random. You literally came out here looking for it. (laughs) Alright, so we have a big three-headed thing. Shit, that's a dragon. A fire-breathing one. Despite the best efforts to avoid a fight, a fight did happen. I'm hoping that if I just back off into the thorns, it'll just decide to eat and then go away. The Varathi family lumber grove, the only reliable source of wood in the kingdom, was on fire. Well, Silva's immediate concern is that Sable's timber is on fire and I need to get out of this tree. After the fight, our party scrambled to put out the fire and it did not go well. By the end, half the trees had burned. I guess Jalen will try to roll persuasion to kind of organize people and and do what Sable was saying. Oh my god, four. Okay. (laughs) We suck at this. We are not doing well. This is bad. All right, let's get into it. As the sun rises over the kingdom of Fenrir, the smoke and ash have blown across the entire region. Anyone in the kingdom with eyes or a nose can sense the passing of this fire. As our view zooms into House Varathi, we see a smoking swath of forest on the edge of the thorns, and throngs of people tapping out smoking piles of ash and pouring water on bits of flame. Behind House Varathi, the thorn wall has thickened, like a legion of thorny soldiers forming a wall around their king, Tree, the Old Willow. Where the flames touch the thorns, the soot and ash appear, but already the thorns have begun to push back, and signs of the passing flames are nearly extinguished. Its deadly inferno was unable to penetrate more than a few feet into the thicket. Alright, so, last night, half of the Varathi Grove burned to the ground. After fighting fire from the wee hours of the morning into the well into the early morning, you went to bed. Seven. We went to bed right. at seven. You went, you went to bed at seven. Went to bed We're, at breakfast. I'm going to sleep long enough to like get everything back. Sure. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the very first thing that I would do is I would send for, like, as I'm going to bed, I would send for Adelaide. Adelaide. I'd send for Adelaide. And I would ask her to make sure that a message gets to Lord Mentors that we had a fire on the estate that we spent the morning fighting and even though we're going to want it to add an additional day before we host another courting. Give me a disadvantaged d20 roll. You can either do perform or you can do history. Uh, I have a better chance with history. Well, the difference is not much. So seven, nine, ten. Ten. It does not occur to you that this is the largest economic disaster in two or three generations, and you go to bed. Uh, (laughs) You're right. It does not occur to me. Partially because I know that I can help the plants grow back. But I am worn the fuck out. So noon o'clock, you've been sleeping for five hours, roughly all of you, when a servant essentially shakes you awake, Sable. Okay. 
I'd sit up bolt upright. What? I'm I'm sorry, Matron. You you didn't answer when I knocked. Lord Mentor's arrived. He's waiting for you in the study. Oh God. Uh, oh oh. Uh, I need to get dressed. Uh, I will ask her to help. You know, pull some clothes out for me, and I will quickly get dressed. So uh, I don't really get the opportunity to have somebody help me dress, huh? Because nobody really. touches me. Nope. So, yeah, I will put on what I can at the best, uh, pull my hair back out of the way, cover my face, and get out there. All right, give me a perform check. Disadvantaged. God damn it. I'm going to look like shit, aren't I? Yep. Five. Okay. You go down down looking like you just got out of bed. Imagine that. (laughs) And we're up all night fighting a fire. Yeah. (laughs) And dragons. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't actually get a bath in. Before oh, you so went I'm to still bed. covered in soot. So and you're, yeah, and you smell like smoke, and your your skin's all dried out, and your face looks. Well, you can't see my skin, so that doesn't matter. Anyway, you uh, you stroll down the hallway. There's a line of about fourteen people outside of your study. All of them waiting. All of them holding different letters of different seals with different outfits on. You recognize Lord Pornino. As you walk by, first in line. Pornino is? Yeah. Okay. Great. And I look like shit. I'm going to send a servant to wake up Sylpha and Jalen and let them know what's going on. And uh, I will approach the line. What do they do as I approach them? Well, your mighty perform five check. Uh, They don't make eye contact. Because I look terrible? Uh, You look rough. Yeah. Uh, And they're pretending not to notice. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. Okay. So you stride into your study. So, yeah, I'm just walking right past them. They don't they don't interrupt me or interject or anything. No, they wait their turn nice and polite. You okay. look like you had a rough night. I did have a rough night. Okay. When you arrive in the study, mm-hmm. Lord Mentor is the only one in the room. And he's sitting at your desk. He's sitting at my desk? Well, it was the matron's desk. You've never actually sat in it. But yes, he is sitting at your desk. Like behind it? Yep. I just stop. I look at him, I look at the desk, the chair, the chair that he's sitting in, and I look back at him. Please, come in, have a seat. Also, uh, close the door. She'll close the door, but she's not going to sit down. Thank you for the note. I uh, received about 12 shortly after. And he will stand up and start kind of pacing the room near the windows. How bad is it? I'm going to go around to the back of the desk and sit down in the chair. That he had just been occupying? Are there a bunch of letters on the desk? Yeah, like 60. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, good God. I'll say, I would say that about uh, half of the grove is gone. Okay. Was anyone hurt? No one died. Good. We're lucky. Who did it? It was a creature from the thorns, Lord Mentor. A fire-breathing creature from the thorns? A fire-breathing, three-headed creature from the thorns. I see. One a dragon, one a lion? Lion and a goat. And a one had horns like a goat. And who was the first person to see this creature? I think perhaps it was me. I see. Do you roam outside in the wee hours of the morning much? When your land is attacked by beasts, you do. With the matron's recent death, my sleep schedule has been poor. Who will come back around to your desk and pull from his breast pocket three pieces of paper? They are all in various states of crumpled, and he sets them on your desk. Okay, I pick one of them up. It says, 
you will call off the courting between Alan Varathy and your daughter, or we will burn the other half of the grove. All right. I flatten that one out, smooth it out on the table, and pick up the other one. This is what you get for ignoring our offers. Okay. And the third? You would do well to stride carefully. Your power is in question. So, half the grove, huh? Do you have, like the matron, the ability to regrow it? I have some ability. I would not deign to suggest that mine are to her strength. I see. That is my intention, but it will require a great deal of my focus, and I'm afraid I have little assistance in that regard. He paces for a couple rounds around the study. At this juncture, we're going to cut back over. So a servant has uh, knocked and knocked and then let themselves in and then nudged you awake. Five hours of sleep or less, you're hard to wake up. What? The, the lady of the house requested that I wake you up and let you know that... Um, the lady of the house can't have slept more than I did. She did not, no. Uh, Lord Mentor is here, as well as Lord Pornino, and numerous official messengers from the Carpenters Guild and oh. nearly all of the houses. Oh, fuck. Okay, all right, all right. I'll, I'll be down in a minute. Very well. If you'll excuse me, I need to wake up uh, Silva, and the servant will duck out of the room, closing the door behind them. Silva, there's a knock at your door, followed by another knock, followed by another knock. I would, I would imagine uh, Silpha is expecting to wake up to something like this. You're out of the bed and headed towards the door when they open it to come actually shake you. Uh, and says, oh, ex excuse me, uh, the lady of the house requested that I wake you up and inform you of the current events. Uh, Lord Mentor is in the study. Lord Pornino is uh, second in line. And there are official messengers from nearly every lumber-based guild and house outside of the study. I I would imagine so. Inform the Lady Varathy that I shall put myself together and be at her side as soon as possible. Thank you, Mistress. And she steps out and closes the door. Right. Uh, Jalen will splash water in her face and get dressed. And she doesn't have to do her hair anymore. <laughs> True. Uh, going down bald? I guess she didn't get the wig. I haven't gotten the wig yet, so she's going to have her hood up. Okay. If she knows every every official in the kingdom is here, she's going to... Yeah, this will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have spell slots left. I can go down looking great. Okay, you don't have to roll. You look great. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Insta-makeup. Okay, so on, on Jalen's way down, she's going to see if Silpha's still in her room. Silpha definitely gets ready fast, because she's magic. But you can bump into her for the ease of this. Okay, um, Silpha, what the fuck? Well, we haven't seen it by the light of day, but a substantial amount of the timber field burned, and I am sure word traveled quickly. This is a disaster of enormous proportions, you have to understand. Yeah, I get it. I'm, um, I hate to be selfish, but, uh... Lord Pornino is here, and so is Lynn, and I don't think he knows Lynn is here. Well, it remains to be seen whether uh, Lynn's presence may actually do credence towards what happened. Do you think me being present is going to help or hurt her? 
I don't I don't want Sable to be in more trouble with Lord Mentor than she already is. Well, my forest, you and the Lady Jessica and Lynn are all associates of noble houses. I therefore think that that what happened can be shaped as a a response to an imminent disaster that could have been much worse. All right, is that what we're going to go in saying that they've been having trouble with beasts from the thorns and we were just here to help? That's so, right. Okay. All right. So we'll cut back into the Do you have a study. means of sending for a servant while I'm in the You can walk to the door. Yeah. Great. There are many out in the hallway. Great. I'm going to motion one of them over. They come jogging up. And I'm going to ask them to, you know, bring me toiletries so I can make myself look better. Okay. I don't, the clothes are, I don't know what the clothes are like. They were fine. The clothes are fine. It's the rest of me that looks terrible. Yes. Okay, great. All right, she darts off to get you a basin and a towel. You, you catch Lord Pornino's eye. Roll me insight. Roll me better. Okay. Ooh, that's good. 17 plus. What is insight? It's a wisdom. 2021. Uh, he's being extraordinarily polite and looks absolutely terrified. Oh, he looks scared? Yes. Interesting. All right. He is in the, the heart of Fairy Central. That is true. All right. When I I close the door again, uh, and I'll step away from the door and I'll say, uh, Lord Mentor, when did you start hearing about the fire? About an hour after daybreak. And those? I say, eyeing, you know, looking at the neatly folded pieces of paper now. Oh, about three hours after daybreak. I've had them for about two hours. I imagine that they are someone's opportunistic attempt to, uh, attempt to get their way with some kind of politics. I wouldn't be surprised if you have several in your stack here. Mm -hmm. We need to craft a response immediately. Something that indicates how bad this is, how bad it isn't, and how it will be fixed, and in what sort of time frame. I would imagine most of these are immediate rapid orders for all the lumber someone might need for the next three years. <laughs> Some of them appear to have bags of coin attached to them. I will take them in turn in a moment. She pushes them aside, reaches into, she's left-handed, because I'm left-handed, reach into the left hand as they're like quill and Parchment there? Uh, yeah. Alright, so she'll take out quilt and parchment and ink thing and set it all out. And as she does so, she'll say, and Lord Mentor, what would you recommend? Well, when do you think we can meet the typical lumber requests? I would need to discuss that with my council. Uh, we've only had an opportunity to uh, survey the damage in a minor fashion. Very well. Here's what we'll do. I will take this meeting with Lord Pornino in this office with you. I would like to make sure that he does not bully you into some sort of agreement. After that, you can handle all the messengers yourselves. I will get a guest room. I need to be seen surveying the damage today. After we've surveyed the damage, we will craft the letter. I recommend that people will be handed in some, handled in some kind of priority order. You decide the priority, and... We need to craft some kind of response for all of these people who put in requests for lumber they don't need. I'm hoping that the servant has come at this point with yeah, things. You, okay. uh, she comes back She's... in with a basin and of warm water and a towel. And... I know a place for her to set it up. 
She sets it up. Okay. Um, and have her wait. Um, and I'll just say, if you don't mind, before we have a meeting with Lord Ponino, I would like a moment to tidy myself. Yes, well, please do. And he turns to the servant and says, could you start a fire? I have some things I need to burn. Yeah, I'll clean up. All right, Silpha, you get to a hallway. There is an official messenger from every house, Lord Pornino, and you see several messengers from the Carpenters Guild and the Lumberjacks. Aren't really, they're not really in a guild because they're all House Varathi members, but there's an official representative there for them. Give me an insight roll, both of you. 16. 15. 15 is good enough to read everybody but Lord Pornino. 16 will just catch Lord Pornino. So, uh, Silpha, you know that everyone is nervous. You can tell that they've come bearing official letters and bags of coin. You would imagine these are people with rush lumber orders trying to get as much wood as they can to hoard it. Uh, you recognize the seal of every one of the other major houses, except for Miev, she apparently did not send any requests for lumber, uh, and has no representative here. Or if she does, they're hiding from Lord Mentor. Or they're me. <laughs> or they're you. <laughs> one of those Deputized. three. Deputized. <laughs> Ding! You can tell that the Guild of Carpenters and the Lumberjacks people look distraught. And with a 16, Jalen, Lord Pornino looks wildly upset, like pale, drawn, worn looking. He, he appears to have rushed here, but he's being very polite and very formal. But when he notices you, he nods. She'll nod back. Inside, mm -hmm. you are ready to go. I just want to make myself presentable before anybody else comes in. No problem. Lord Mentor has taken this opportunity to burn those three threats yeah. that he got. And he's sort of poking through your desk looking for threats. He's unsealed. pretty much looking for unsealed threats in specifically non-identifiable handwriting. And he finds a couple. Yeah. They're very similar. Uh, there's someone who... I'll come and look at them yeah, there's... once I'm dressed. Three different people who are taking credit for burning down half of your grove and right. uh, telling you that if you don't call off your pursuit of the marriage contract, they will burn down the other half. I'll put them in a desk drawer and lock it and put the key in a pocket. I recommend burning them. Well, I do want an opportunity to study them before I burn them. Very well. Out of character, the hilarious thing is that we know... No one burned down the field. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We already know that <laughs> already nobody know did burn down the field. And Jessica Evans has the head of a dragon. <laughs> yeah. As proof of it, yeah. yes. That is true. She's probably sleeping with the dragon head. Yeah, and then I would ask uh, if they see Silpha and Jalen. Send them in after Lord Pornino. Very well. Uh, the door swings open as two servants come out of the study with a basin of water. And one of them says, uh, Lord Pornino, I believe you're, uh, they're expecting you. And he turns and strides in and closes the door quietly behind him and walks up to your desk. I'm sitting at the desk again. And says, um, do you know what burnt down your grove? I do. Can I ask why it is of interest to you? My son went on a hunting trip and did not return. You should immediately tell him his son is safe. Your son is safe. Oh. Where is he? His assistant's was vital to saving part of the grove. 
Lord Pornino will nod, and you can all roll me insight. Well, those well, of you who are in the room, <laughs> which would just be Sable at this juncture. 18. Okay. Now you owe his house a favor. <laughs> Huge relief washes over him, and then it is replaced with an equal amount of anger. He is upstairs resting. Excellent. Do you wish me to send someone to wake him? Yes, please. I will wait in your chapel. Let me show you to the door, then. I'll take him to the door. Okay. And I'll direct him to the chapel. That is a perfect place for Lord Pornino, and I will tell another servant to please go wake Lynn Pornino. All right. And let him know that his father is here. Uh, I'm going to make eye contact with uh, Silpha and Jalen, and I'm just going to go like this. Like, come on. All right. We'll go on in. So you stride in next. The messengers don't seem too concerned. The pecking order is very clear in the hallway, and you were on the top of it. Is Lord Mentor still in here? Yes. Lord Mentor is still standing by the fireplace. Right. Jalen will bow to him and say, Lord, Lord Regent. Jalen Evans, right? I'm happy I got that. Sometimes I want to call you Jessica. It's because we look so much alike, sir. <laughs> yes, apologies. I don't see you very often. And, ah, Mrs. Lunari's daughter. Silver curtsies to him. Lovely to see you as always. I hope your mother is well. I'm sorry to see you under these circumstances. I am here to tour the damages and craft our response. Do you need me, Lady Varathy? Uh, no, Lord Mentor. Would you allow me to have a servant show you to our finest guest room? Uh, give me an hour and we will be ready to help you survey the damage. Very well. Thank you. Um, I will walk him to the door. I will grab another servant and I will say, please make sure that Lord Mentor is comfortable in his private suite here. Okay. I think at this point we switch to the message spell or speaking in phrenemic. Yeah, as as they go and we close the door, I'm going to go straight back over to the desk and unlock it, the, the drawer that I had, okay. and take out all those pieces of paper. All the threats? Yep. And I'm going to hand them to Silpha and say, do you, or at least one of them to Silpha and say, do you have any way of telling who wrote these? I do not, and there are many ways of disguising one's writing. Well, then I'll take them over to the fire and throw them in. You have some of the threats pointed out, like most of them were threatening your other tree groves yeah. and trying to get some leverage out of the situation. One of them basically just says this would never would have happened if Matron Brathy were still here. Yeah. <laughs> that one might be from inside the house. Yeah, I spit on that one before I throw it in. <laughs> Thanks, Lorelai. <laughs> it didn't occur to me before going to sleep that we would have so much to handle so quickly. It it did me. Why didn't Why didn't you say anything? Because I was exhausted. Well, I have a tremendous pile of paperwork, and I need to sort out who to speak to first, second, third. Go in the rank of houses. Never fails. Mm. Do I know the rank of houses? Roll me history. <laughs> Natural 20. Sylpha's got you. Also, I rolled an 18, so... Wow, yeah, yeah. no, you... Between the two, we know exactly. You know exactly the order you're supposed to do these in. Sylpha has had to prioritize scribe work in the past, okay. and so has the order memorized. Okay. And you just had to do it in the lumber meeting last week, so right. you're fresh. Yeah, but before I do that, I actually need to talk to some of the people who are experts in the lumber business. If it is any help, my Aunt Gina has ties to the Carpentry Guild. She may be able to smooth things over for a bit. Do things need 
smoothing? They absolutely will. Those people are panicked. Their livelihoods are threatened. If there's not wood for them to do their jobs, there's not jobs for them. And they will be, I don't know, cutting thorns or something. You're going to get a run on the lumber. I can see that, she says, looking at the desk. I think it's going to be most appropriate for you to personally review the orders that are actually important and not hoarding. No, I, I this I understand. Put them to work planting trees. That is a thought. I think we should start a campaign of reusing old structures. That is a good idea. Things things that are not in use anymore or out of use or old or whatever, we need we need to deconstruct them and recycle the lumber. We could certainly put carpenters to work and we can put the carpenters to work doing that yes do you have means to regenerate the earth i do but trees are trees they take time to grow of course can the circle help with accelerating that speaking of there's a knock on the door uh hester opens it without really waiting for a response hold on hester is not a Hester is a fetch. Oh, God damn it. Okay. Don't tell her or I'm she will become a sociopath. Psychopath. Yeah, psychopath specifically. <laughs> so Hester strides in and says, you sent for a lumber expert. Yes. And she closes the door and strides in. I'm here. What do you need? I need a reasonable estimate of the amount of lumber that we have for this season, considering what has just happened. With no mystical influence... You have probably 750 trees that will be harvestable this year. All right. And with assistance, I'm assuming you cannot offer any? No, I can't. The matron used to handle this herself. She did a morning ritual and an evening ritual every single day with the lumber's folk. I can tell you that you can generate enough lumber from our grove to sustain Fenrir with 500 castings of plant growth per year. That's good to know. And uh, she goes to step out into the hallway, and you can hear some kind of angry conversation going on in the hallway, and a, looks like, gardener pushes his way into the room, and Hester says, Oh, nice to see you, Wu. Wu says, Yes, well, can't say the same, Hester. And she smiles at him and walks out and closes the door. Uh, can I, do I know Wu? Nope. You spend no time wherever he's a gardener. I cross my arms and look at him and say, can I help you? Yes, you can. My name is Wu. I surmised that. Ah, I am the Archdruid of the Circle of the Land. Oh. Nice to meet you. A pleasure to meet you. My apologies. Hmm. I see you have a problem, and I propose a solution. I would hear your proposal, please. Uh, let me introduce. I, I assume that you know who I am. Enough. She stands up, walks over to Wu, and says, My name is Sable. I am the leader of the Circle of the Moon. We'll leave you alone. Thank you. I'm sorry, I don't know you. Uh, I am Jalen House Evans. Ah, very well. And this is Silpha Lunari. Ah, everyone knows Silpha. Hello, Silpha. Hello. Please tell your mother I send my regards. I shall do so, Master Wu. And uh, we'll go out in the hall. Alright, I'll still switch to Druidic. So in Druidic, you have this conversation, and Wu says, The Circle of the Land can step up and use its magic to regrow your grove. 
it will not be fast or overnight. There aren't many of us with this kind of power, uh, but I am capable and could visit twice a day. What this would mean, however, is we would need an agreement. Uh, certainly. I mean, what you're offering is quite a lot of power. Yes, and it's going to cost a proportionate amount. What are you asking? Do not take this personally, but we have believed for generations that your circle is corrupt. In what way? Your ties to fairy are unhealthy. Are not fairies part of nature? They are. They are a part of nature. However, they are not nature. Simply a part of it. And I believe that your grandmother was too cozy with them. I am not my grandmother. Very well. Here's my offer. Disband the circle of the moon in its entirety. I believe that will require you to cut down that tree. If you do that, we will be here at your service. We will welcome you into the circle of the land. And you may begin attending our regular meetings. And we will keep this grove alive for as long as you need it. You don't have to answer now. But I can. You ask too much of someone who is new to rulership. I cannot make such a sacrifice. Not with the limited amount of knowledge that I have. In some ways, your being new to rulership would make this much easier. If you think about it, what power do you really have? You haven't really had a chance to build it. As far as I can tell, it hasn't gone well. Do you know that tree? I know that that is a fairy tree. We try with the circle of the land not to have ties to fairies since they did this to our forest. What about before this? Ties to fairy happened or didn't. We were much more primal. Fairy magic is a cheap shortcut. He turns and sort of starts heading to the door and says, It's a serious offer. I do mean we would take care of your grove for lifetimes, if need be. Wait, before he opens the door. Before you go, a question. Yes. Have you done anything in all this time, your circle, about the thorns? The thorns are not natural. They are magical in nature. We've studied them. They radiate a necromantic energy that is abhorrent. And so you have not made a study of trying to destroy them? Well, we have. Fire burns them, but they grow back too fast for you to make very much headway. They are flame-resistant, so they don't catch fire. And the pricks and the poison can still get you, even if you do burn them off. Over time, there's still some usually trapped in the... In the vines, uh, the best bet is actually to freeze them and burn them. Um, one makes them brittle and cracks them open, and then you actually burn out the poison. But no one has the kind of magic required to clear more than a few hundred feet, and they're back the next day. Is there any room for counter-offers if we talk again? There is always room for counter-offers, but I can't promise you a great deal of support. Our two circles split very, well, violently, about 85 years ago. That doesn't surprise me. Welcome to the mid-roll. It's time for Animal Facts. Today's Animal Facts are brought to you by the koala bear, because koalas, which are not bears at all, are chief among the wildfire victims of forest fires. As they move slowly... They likely struggle to recognize the danger, and they live in a highly flammable tree. The koala is more closely related to the wombat than it is to the bear. In fact, it's, it's just not a bear at all. 
They're about 33 inches long and 33 pounds. Despite their cuddly appearance, they have rather sharp teeth and claws. Their other main defense mechanism is their ability to climb trees, as most of the predators hunting koalas around Australia are ground-based. That, that works pretty well. They persist on a diet made entirely out of leaves of about two types of plants, most famously the eucalyptus. They're both, however, known for very low nutritional value, so the koala sleeps about 20 hours a day to preserve energy. The koala also doesn't drink water directly in most situations, getting enough from their diet of eucalyptus leaves. Koalas have one baby at a time, which is born at about a half gram in size, and it crawls into the mother's external pouch to develop over six to seven months. Koalas were prized for their fur in the 1900s, but they're now a protected species and a national symbol of Australia. A koala can live about 18 years, but their life expectancy is capped by their teeth, which once they wear down, they can no longer chew the food that they require for their diet. Koalas are infamous for their smooth brains, which makes them one of the dumbest mammals. If leaves aren't attached to branches, the koala doesn't recognize them as food. They're also famous for seemingly not understanding rain. My favorite bit of koala lore is actually known as the drop bear, which is sort of like a chupacabra or a bigfoot. It's the stuff of legend. But it's basically a feral rabbit koala that leaps from trees to eat tourists. Kind of fun. Alright, let's get back to it. get dressed you are dressed no i'm in my house clothes oh right right so i'm just gonna like sweep past y'all and say come with me okie dokie <laughs> so you pass lynn and lord pornino walking out were to the those horse. the angry angry voices no they went no, to the chapel they, they went to the chapel oh, okay. so you didn't you didn't get to hear whatever conversation they had but lynn and his dad are out there they are oh and there'll be a pause then Lord Pornino nods at you and says, I would like to thank you for offering hospitality to my son. Absolutely. I would like to thank your son for his assistance with the fires. Yes. Uh, we have discussed that, and I am very proud of my son. Uh, that said, uh, I don't think he will be helping you in the short term. But uh, if you need assistance, House Pornino's knights will happily slay whatever comes out of the thorns. Lord Pornino, uh, please, you and your son stay. Have uh, a rest. I need to get him home to his mother before she kills both of us. I understand. I glance at you like, you know, I give you the look of like, if you're going to peel off, peel off. Uh, so Lynn is taking this conversation with kind of kind of a stone-faced look. Like, you can roll me insight. No, uh, eight. <laughs> oh, Silpha's insight into this is a 21. Okay. So you know Lord. my boyfriend better than I do. <laughs> I'm focused on Lord Pornino, so Jalen with an eight. He ha he is stone faced and following his father's instructions. Silpha, with your very high roll, you can get a little bit of emotion out of this. You can tell that Lynn is upset because he has probably been accused of doing something wrong, and he is certain he did nothing wrong. Is he um is he avoiding eye contact? You catch his eye a couple times and he he's not avoiding eye contact, but he's trying not to dwell on looking at you and he he does glance back over to his father a couple times. Okay. Um she's going to take that hint well enough that now's not a good time to try to talk to him. Lord Pornino, thank you for allowing your son to accompany our party to defend the Lady Varethi's property. The Company of Knights 
at House Poinino's command would happily attend a future event, so you won't have to deal with just my son. Well, he's quite capable, he looks down at Lynn. A dragon seems a bit above his training. It was a beast far beyond what we would have anticipated coming out of the thorns. I, for one, am so grateful he was with us. It could have been so much worse without his assistance. He was magnificent, Lord Pornino. There's a huge blush on Lynn's face as he tries not to make eye contact. <laughs> she's not. Lo- she's not looking at him. She's, okay. she's looking at Lord Pornino. Pornino, I assure you, we did everything that we could to avoid that battle. Oh, I understand completely, and I have absolute faith that good decisions were made. You know, I have raised my son right, and I know he does good whenever he can, and I can appreciate that. However, in the future. It would be great if he f- informed us what he was doing. So not getting in the middle of that. No, not getting, I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. <laughs> uh, he like Lord Pornino does not look at Lynn, and Lynn does not look at Lord Pornino as he. Lord Pornino says to you, "We really have to get him home to his mother. She of is worried." I'm sorry. Please don't let me keep you any longer. I give a side eye. That's kind of like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Busted! You are so grounded, dude. Uh, Jalen will say, "Please give my best to Lady Pornino." Oh, absolutely. She's quite fond of you. And he will turn and do a gesture to have Lin walk in front of him. And you you don't even really need to roll insight to tell that it is like a little bit patronizing and kind of sarcastic gesture, like get your ass outside. And Lin walks out like a soldier. may have a conversation if you wish or we can jump forward to touring the grove well i feel like we had things to talk about but this is sort of big i thought we were going to talk about how we were going to frame the response in terms of you assembled a a hunting party to help keep the beasts that were attacking house barathi with greater intensity at bay and unfortunately the one of the beasts that that came out was Particularly ferocious and breathes fire. And as far as the threats go, uh, Jalen will say, "You, we have the head to show for it. We can prove that mm-hmm. nobody in the kingdom burned your damn grove, right? Of course we can. So I think we need to make a show of that. We need to show the dragon head and the, and the body. I think Jessica will absolutely I think she, be willing. Just let her do it. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about saying something about that we assembled a hunting party to aid in the fact that since the Lady Varathi was gone, or since Matron Varathi was gone, there was the potential of, of greater attacks. Or Well, a hunting party makes it sound like we were going out hunting for trouble. I would say um, defensive, Def- defensive squad. Party. But due to the you know, heroic efforts. Yeah. Heroic efforts of, this, of both the lumberjacks and the assembled uh, defensive people i would also suggest you give formal commendations to house pornino house evans and house miev for their assistance because the formal thank you might lessen the favor you now owe each of those houses you might even make gifts to them jaylen is absolutely correct and then i'll say you know over the next week we're going to determine the level of damage and what should be done over the next week we will assess damage and provide an update on the situation and that we'll answer questions and requests as they come in i will be 
absolutely certain to share everything that happened with my mother. Thank you. <laughs> and the word will spread like wildfire that burn the grove. Well, the best version of events. I will also see what the best way to utilize the guild would be to also spread word. And make sure the right names are landing on top. Uh, that would be good. It would also be good to have allies in this time. I've been ruling this house for three days, and half of its assets are gone. Yep, you're up Shake Creek. We'll help you get out of it. Sable's shoulders just slump. She just looks... She looks so weary right now. She says, I have to take Lord Mentor on a tour of the groves. Jessica and I should probably go home. We didn't tell anybody where we went last night. We're going to need the head. We're going to need the head. Should she, Should I get her to leave it here? Couldn't hurt. Well, she could display it and then take it with her. I can gift it to her. In front of everybody? Of course. All right. Since she's took it. Okay, I'll go wake her up and tell her. Oh, also, um, I, I didn't really get a chance to mention this last night. <laughs> she's going to slide her head back and say, but uh, there's been some changes, so... I wanted you all to see it before anybody else does. Wow. The... Well... Yeah, and then she'll pull the hood back up. That will make some of our research that we were planning together There's going to be easier. A, there's going to be a wig. For so, when you want it. I mean, it yeah. looks fine. It looks great. <laughs> I'm sure it's very functional, too. There are going to be so many wigs in House Evans. So many wigs. <laughs> Because of Leslie. <laughs> Leslie's like, wigs, 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 here you go. <laughs> Got a hundred. Anyway, I things have been happening, and I, I know we can't really talk about them now, but I do have things I need to talk to you all about. I agree. Let's sort things out. If I live through the next few days, we'll be able to talk. Okay. I'll go wake up Jessica. Poking with the fire poker from a distance, because I know she's going to hit me. Yeah, she she kind of like bats at you and then says, "What? What? Hey, get up! There's stuff going on." Oh shit! Okay. So wait, was she sleeping with the head? Uh, yeah. So she's like covered in crap. Well, she went to bed covered in ash. So yeah. All right. Um. All right. Come here. Let's clean you up. Okay. <laughs> so she'll clean her up a bit and say, "Uh, listen, the head is yours, obviously." Well, thanks. I but love it. we need to put on a show for a minute involving the head oh great cool so what we're gonna do is sable is going to formally present you the head as a reward i just said formally present that's all we said i'm good i'm gonna frame this yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm however you this. want jessica's frame ego requires certain phrasing as a reward for your valor and your assistance last night great okay so we have to pretend it's hers for a minute so she can present it to you and then we can take it home great okay Great. All right. Let's go. Okay. So <laughs> So she brings Jessica down. <laughs> Lord Mentor, Sable, Helena, a contingent of guards because you are near the thorns. Yep. Hester, Silpha, Jessica, and her head. No, Jessica's the head stays in the room. <laughs> okay, then not Jessica, because she'll stay with her head. You gotta present it to her. I'm not gonna present it to her right now. But we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought this was gonna be like you roll out she, the head. She's gonna come down and present it to you and say, "Here's the head," and you're gonna give it right back to her. And be like, "Keep this formally because you deserve it for your yeah. valor." Oh, right now? Yeah, right now. Right now, we gotta, in we front gotta of go. Lord yes, in front yeah. of everybody. Oh, okay. 
I thought it was going to be like a later time. I think you'd be living with Jessica then. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, bring it down then. All right. So uh, so we'll come down and Jalen will nudge Jessica. Uh, Jessica will say, um, Lady Varethi, I uh, cut this head off of this thing I killed. And she holds it out. And Lord Mentor says, that's a dragon head. How big is it? Um, it's... It was a baby dragon. It's the size of a horse's head. I'll say, Jessica, it was your valor that helped us take this down last night. Keep it as a trophy. Thanks. And roll me perform. Oh, good God. Yep, roll Jessica perform also. Oh, I am so tired. I rolled a four altogether. Yeah, she rolled a nine. Uh, Good news. Everybody's tired. (laughs) It comes off as contrived and scripted, but hey, whatever. (laughs) You're too tired to care. And now everybody has seen the damn head. Yes. But Lord Mentor did see it's a fucking dragon head. It is. That was kind of the point, so... I'll, I'll I'll say that was one of the three heads. Uh, the carcass is probably still there if it wasn't burned. All right, you folks head out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the carcass took some some burninating, but it, luckily it's red dragon scales. They yeah. don't burn. Yeah. So I'll you, say here's where the fire started. You get to walk the grove. This quickly turns into the medieval equivalent of a photo op. He's he's mm-hmm. waving and shaking hands and. Thanking all the d- individual lumberjack firefighters and yeah, as they're clearing brush before they leave. This this is a a strictly PR move. He mm-hmm. says almost nothing to you. That's absolutely fine. I'm just pointing out what needs to be pointed out, and mainly paying attention to like you know which trees are actually adult and and making sure that she's right on what we've got. Her estimate was a little high. Okay. You know what might sell this though. Plant grow spell. Well, yeah, when we get done with the tour, that's what I was intending to do. You could just do it during the tour. <sighs> that's you, true. Even though Lord Mentor hates magic, still a good move. All right. I, <laughs> he may hate magic, but he's sure asking her to do it. So. Yeah. But, you know, as we get to the, to like, kind of the place where the trees are started, like, didn't get, didn't catch, I'll step back uh, into the area that was burned. Right about as far as I think that would be the right. Mm-hmm. I would uh, bend down, touch the earth, run it through my fingers, uh, you know, pick up a twig of some sort, right? And and say a few words in Druidic, you know, and, and place it on the ground. Then I would think that the twig itself would start to like grow leaves and roots and grow in. And then everything that is still underground that wasn't burned will start to grow up again. Full year of growth happens 150 feet around you. The grasses are now uh, well over waist high. Mm-hmm. The trees sprout from nothing. You know, four feet tall, but very, very thin. And Lord Mentor looks suitably impressed. And he says, well, I think we're going to make this work. Thank you, Sable. I need to go back home before dark. And he will head out. All right, I'll have a servant escort them okay i'm gonna take a little time perusing that because hell i just made that happen you did basically 300 foot diameter 76 trees sprouted i'm not taking that for granted i'm kind of taking a moment to thank the land for making that possible you know what does really well in the wake of forest fires morel mushrooms you can have a little side market Okay. Do, do like in the springtime, you... in the springtime, you're gonna have people gathering morel mushrooms, and you're gonna sell them, and you're gonna make you're gonna make a killing. Great. Are those edible? Yes. Okay. 
Yes, they're they're fucking delicious. So you had a whole year of growth. You've got lots of mushrooms in there now too. Just yeah, to, yeah. Story just has to a moral. What the story has a moral? Morale. <laughs> Damn it, Julie. <laughs> the morale of the story is. Oh God. Um, I'm hoping that some of the lumberjacks saw that. I every one of the lumberjacks saw that. Okay. Morale is high as you. Morale is high. <laughs> oh, you guys. He's trying, <laughs> ladies. He's trying to get it, us moving on so that like y'all get scenes. <clears throat> so you see Lord Mentor off, and away he goes. And when you turn around to head back inside, Lady Miev is standing there. You have no idea where she came from. She's standing right next to us. Basically, yeah. What? Oh. <laughs> Lady Miev. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Lord Mentor doesn't uh, care for my presence. Uh, uh, yeah, I understand. Oh, Lady, you've saved me a trip. Yes, uh, about that. So, um, this request that I gave you um, for hunting has turned out to be a little bit more dangerous than I thought it was going to be. There's a backup plan, and I would like to do the backup plan. No. I'm I'm sorry, Silva. I don't think it's a good idea. Well, can we maybe have this conversation not in my growth? I would prefer that. Lead on. I'm going to the library. You go to the library. I'm looking around. I'm casting detect magic when we get in. Uh, casting detect magic. There are probably forty pixies. Yeah, I look straight at them and go shoo. They don't shoo. I'm so. There's normally only one or two. Yeah. They are... They are interested. Swarming you. Yeah. There are a lot of ears. Mia says, meet me at my house tomorrow. We'll discuss this. And she will turn and stride out. You had a long, busy day. I'm going to look at one of those pixies. And I'm going to say... Actually, I'm going to look at a group of them. I was like, why don't you come down here and talk to me? Or I'm going to blow all of you away. Roll me intimidate. Charisma. Damn it. That might not be bad. What is that? That is a 13. That's a 15. 15. A pixie floats down. All right. I'll put out my hand for it. It does not land. All right. Why so many eyes? I say in Sylvan. Uh, it says in Sylvan, this is dramatic. So, curiosity? Well, we have a job to do. Which is? Report major events to Her Majesty. And you need 40 of you to report it? Well, everyone who saw the major event came. All the right. smoke was really high. Yeah, great. Uh, you know, your presence here is going to scare everyone, so why don't you take some of you and skedaddle? Go do your job. Report. Roll me persuasion. Fire's gone. Show's over, punks. Eleven. Yeah, about a dozen of them leave. All right. Thanks. It's going to be a long few days. Let's meet at Sylpha's house tomorrow. So on the way home, Jessica insists on stopping at the taxidermist. Mm -hmm. That's fine. There's a small war going on with Jessica between the attention she wants from her new hip swish technique mm -hmm. and the dragon head. Mm -hmm. But she seems pretty thrilled with the quantity of attention. Right. Jalen will let her have it. <laughs> Which there is lots. So she, she parades it through town. There is a, uh, a song that you hear on the way. There's a bard. You recognize Cygnus. 
He's working on some new material. This this song involves a virile horse riding knight and his lady fair slaying a dragon. But alas, the trees all burned. <laughs> uh, the refrain is uh, is generally about a, a very romantic story between a knight and his lady. There are no say. names. I was about to say, <laughs> the refrain is like, alas, alas, the trees all burned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit him. <laughs> you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be there, but so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's a key part of the story, and it, and it definitely focuses on it. The trees repeatedly. all burned, the trees all burned. Alas, alas, the, the trees, trees all burned. burned. The trees all burned away. <laughs> well, the dragon's dead. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Um <sighs> Catchy, though. Catchy as shit. Let's roll Cygnus a perform check. It's awful. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's still working out the kinks. He's, yeah. <laughs> he keeps trying to rhyme something with orange. <laughs> Cygnus rolled a two, which still makes it like a ten, but uh, he's having a problem with his his rhyme scheme's bad. and it... Plus, he just wasn't fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> the details aren't great either, but uh, he's not his best work. I interject a comment about the brave knight and his lady saving half the kingdom from burning. You can make it a persuasion check to change the lyrics or a perform check to uh, outdo Cygnus. I do have skill ranks in persuasion, which would be an 18. All right. You mentioned a better lyric. It fits very well. I don't want to help this guy out, though. All right. You can just make it a perform. He will probably still steal it. He probably will. Back at House Evans, Lord Evans is very interested in what happened. He heard you were at, in a fight with a dragon and a, half the city burnt down. And <laughs> I, so, does, he see, does he seem mad at all? That we there's were like, some story going around about you running away with a heroic knight. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus, who's that? The servants are <laughs> all over. The servants have been all over the map. Uh-huh. On, God's uh, knees. <laughs> Uh, does he seem mad at all, or just like bewildered? Bewildered, just thoroughly all right. Bewildered. We'll, we'll like go into the study, and she's a little bit frayed by this point. Well, we we went to House Farathi to help them with problems they've been having with night creatures and the thorns. And uh, last night we got a dragon, lion, goat thing, and it just nods, and it burned down half the grove before we killed it. <laughs> But you killed it. Uh, we all killed it, yes. Yep. And uh, I think there will be a formal thank you coming our way for Jessica's and my contributions. Well, great. So there's that. Good job. Well um, done. In return, it would probably be great if we didn't stress them out with lumber orders because they're having a hard time. Well, I didn't want to be the only lord who didn't send a lumber order because then I wouldn't get any lumber. I am unclear what the Forninos think of this situation because Lynn was with us. Oh, uh, were, were there any other boys there? Nope. So, <laughs> Lynn spent the night with some ladies with near the forest? four ladies near the thorns. Oh, well, his mother's going to definitely be taking him to church tomorrow. <laughs> They don't still flog. <laughs> grin on Nate's face. Oh my god! Uh, Just showing off in front of four girls <laughs> who are totally, you know, not his equal in battle. I, what? 
You're all about the same level. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're like, yeah, dude, cool. Lord Evans just nods and says, well, I don't. I don't have any sage advice to offer here at all. Okay. Uh, Jalen, I'm sorry. Is the courtship um, still happening as far as you know? Uh, well, nobody said a thing yet. Okay. When's the next one? Uh, we did not really schedule it, but I will send a letter promptly. Uh, as you're leaving, Jessica strides in and says, I got a dragon head. And um, Lord Evans says, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> have a seat, sweetie. Tell me all about it. <laughs> Exit stage left. Yeah, she's gonna go knock on Isaac's door just to find out the kinds of things Isaac has heard yeah, about what what's Isaac going on. Heard? Well, hell, he was probably there. <laughs> Isaac is a bush in the trees. Roll me a d twenty to see if Isaac is home. Roll low. Uh, fourteen. No, no, he's not. Okay, uh, and then she's gonna look for Kylan too. Uh, roll me a d twenty to see if Kylan is home. Roll low. Oh. All right, she's she's gonna go to her room and she's gonna spend some time. Um, oh, this is this is a good dichotomy. Uh, she's going to get Dova's poetry book mm. and open that up and read it. And uh, at, while she's rolling cigarettes, <laughs> she's gonna get out the tobacco she bought at Thalia's and the papers, and she's gonna roll it and read simpering bad love poetry. And probably be happy with it. And probably be happy with <sighs> it. But she's also, I mean, she's, she wants to get versed enough in this book that she can hold a conversation about these yeah. goddamn fucking bad poems. Right. <laughs> so that's what she's doing. Right. <laughs> so back over at House Lunari. Uh, Silpha, you arrive home. Your mother and father are waiting for you. Wonderful. Uh, when you stride in, your mother says, um, Silpha? Yes, Mama? There were a lot of rumors today. It seemed like you, um, well, you fought a dragon, you burnt down the entire Varathi estate. So also, are you dating Lynn Pornino? Lynn's turning into a stud. <laughs> mother, only a third of these things are true. Let me catch you up to speed. First of all, since Matron Varathi's passing, there have been more beasts attacking the Varathi estate. And so Lady Sable assembled a group of us to deal with some of those beasts. And one of the things that came out was this horrible mutated dragon thing, which we fought to prevent it from burning down the entire Varathi estate. And we saved we saved the damage from being much worse. Also, no, Lynn Bornino is happily courting Jalen. They're the cutest thing ever. She invited him along. So your dad will saddle up next to you, pull you into a kind of like a side bear hug, and it's like, my princess laid a drag. I'm going to get you a present. You tell what do you need? Any you What What would be a good present for Silpha? Aw, shucks. Thanks, Papa. You know, I'm always in need of more books and... And paper and ink. Oh, speaking of books. And uh, your dad walks over to the, the table and picks up a small book and comes back over and hands it to you. This came for you. Oh, I was going to send Lord Byron some books. You open it up. It is a handwritten poetry book full of poems about the illustrious Silpha Lunari. Let's see how he did. From Byron? I don't know who it's from. It's from Byron. Uh... 
It is. He rolled an eight. He rolled an eight. Byron comes away with a twelve. It is acceptable poetry. They paint you as a very smart, very beautiful person. They at a twelve, they don't really capture your essence very well, but they are very flattering. They are no. She walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and starry skies. And all that's best of dark and bright meet in her aspect and her eyes. You know, interestingly enough, it has all of the bones there. It could have been that, and it just didn't come together this time. The passion wasn't there. (laughs) But it does look like he wrote you nearly an entire book of poetry in four days. Maybe less. (laughs) Someone else's name has just been... (laughs) (laughs) He had it all. He gave him to his first wife once upon a time. A rule to make... To see how this makes her feel. <laughs> she rolled oh, a four. No. She rolled a four. <laughs> Not good. Not good. <laughs> winged Wee. out. She's now winged out. <laughs> um, I'm going to interpret the four as Cygnus Swanson had presented Silpha with poetry in the past. And so she is super jaded. Like, oh, I haven't seen this move before. <laughs> Unfortunately, it has a few... Uh, similar lines in it to the ones Ignis gave you, like that magic in her eyes. <laughs> Wait, we all just face palmed. <laughs> yeah. Does it just put a quarter in her? Magic fingertips. <laughs> but uh, the effort, the effort was there. Uh, very clearly time spent. Your mother seems just over the moon excited about this book. Your dad is somewhat unimpressed. I think Silpha just shrugs and says... Well, that was thoughtful. And your mother says, uh, one thing, I did hear a uh, more of a request, really. Uh, Thomas Drury is going to be at the library tomorrow morning. Well, I don't have any business at the library. I'm supposed to go to Lady Mia's in the afternoon, but perhaps I'll make time for the library. And that is our show. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That's the main way that people find out about us. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson of My Pet Machine for our tunes and Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. You can find them both on Facebook. Tune in next time to find out what the heck this backup plan for getting magic components is and figure out how uh, Silpha's not a date with Thomas Drury goes. See you next time on Carrots and Suffering. A D&D Odyssey. Official menger. Official messengers. Menger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gotta watch out for the mengers. <laughs> oh, they, they have mange, so they're yeah. mangy mengers. Mangy mengers. This is getting dangerous. Like minge the, is like just not the I right word. I was actually going to say this is actually the minge avengers. It's the mengers. <laughs> <laughs>
That's a joke. We'll cut. <laughs> the Minge Avengers. The 14-year-olds are going to be in the what? The, the what? what? Huh? <laughs> New superheroes. Or maybe they're already online. You know what's everything. Oh, God, on. yeah. I think it's a perfect time for a goth clap. Goth clap? Goth, goth clap. clap. <laughs> well, if Silpa's doing it, it is. <laughs> I am a moth clap. <laughs> moth clap. 